0: Right. Hello world citizens. Oh, yes. Welcome yeah. to our podcast again. Yeah, friendly friends. Yeah,
1: and listening to listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wonder where you all are right now. It's sort of um a mystery.
1: If the world is big and also small. Yeah. It's hard. Podcasting
0: to say. into your room. Maybe you're in your bathroom. We don't even know.
1: Car. Well, people uh, say oftentimes in bed, in fact. They listen to us.
0: Yeah, to put them to sleep. (laughs) It's kind of sad, but okay. I mean, I guess we're soothing, although. No, I like it. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I have trouble listening to podcasts in bed. It's an awkward uh, scenario for me. Like my, my sister listens
1: to music to go to sleep. I'm not one of those folk. I I can you can certain some, something could be on, and I will certainly fall asleep.
0: Yeah, I, I will on occasion if I'm having trouble sleeping. I'll put Mark Maron, WTF on. Yeah. No offense, Mark, but he's got like eight billion episodes, that will just keep playing, and he just drones you off to sleep. <laughs> Soothes, I think. Yeah, at a, at a low volume. <laughs> yeah, sure. I get it. Uh, but if you're using us, we're better for just use us. <laughs> Screw you, Mark Maron.
1: <laughs> Starting a podcast
0: war here. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so we have words and, well, and lessons about life. You
1: know what? We do have lessons about life in this one.
0: Yeah, we usually do. Sure uh so so you're gonna start us off with oh, a word called i'm gonna start us oh, off no no, no
1: no please no i'll I've, do it it's already been said I'm all right in. Then. i'm totally in
0: I, I heard a resentment
1: no i was just surprised hmm. i reticence <laughs> <laughs> i am starting us off with a term near and dear to my heart which sort of comes up later in the research uh the term is latchkey kid. Latchkey kid. Jay, do you know or what would you think
0: if I said the word latchkey kid to you? Well, this is the thing, Ray. Yeah. Had you asked me, yeah. say, two or three years ago, oh. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like I had heard the term all my life. I was once one, but didn't know it. I didn't yeah. know what that was. It's, yeah. It seemed like an odd, like I don't need that word, those words. For one thing, my key wasn't on a latch. I lived in a bad neighborhood. You didn't leave a key anywhere. Someone could find it. You you, you kept... I had my own key.
1: Well, that's... Sure, that's a part of it. It wasn't, but I'll get to that. You can finish your story.
0: Oh, it just sounded like you kept... Ca- anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I was excited. It's a kid who comes home to an empty house because, you know, both parents are working and no one's there to care for their poor little... <laughs> And then so you you get the key off of the latch and you go inside. That's my answer.
1: You are mostly correct in the definition that you just gave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly as you said, a child who is at home without adult supervision for some part of the day, uh, especially after school. Right. Until a parent returns from work or whatever. Uh, however, the latch... The key being on something, a latch, is not part of the definition. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, OED defines latch key as a key used to draw back the night latch of a door. Night latch. Because you only lock your doors at night way back then. I lock them 24-7. We do now nowadays. In some places, I don't believe they did. I remember growing up uh, visiting my relatives in central pennsylvania and they did not lock their things <laughs> their cars anything it was it i was the first kind of experience i personally had had with that happening yeah it like, seems Wait, crazy you don't lock your cars They're like no we're in Central Pennsylvania. Anyway, um, this is a fairly newish word phrase. Uh, it takes off in the 30s, although we do have an 1825 uh, OED usage. At last, he recollected he had a latch key in his pocket. <laughs> um, but in the 30s, it, it has a different meaning. Um, well, the latch was the lock. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is... Uh...
0: This is revolutionary. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, It was more of an alone all day versus an alone after school. Uh, It's seen, well, I'll say in 1935, a column in New York newspaper. You'll see swarms of unattended youngsters, most of them wearing keys on strings around their neck. These are the latchkey children put on the streets early each morning by their working mothers collected again at night. If a child becomes ill or injured, some stranger may take it to its home and put it to bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a day.
1: What a day. I mean, you know. What
0: a time we lived in.
1: If you want a better neighborhood, you got to be better neighbors. Mm. That's just how it is.
0: Wow. That's, um, a, <laughs> that's profound. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Uh, 1942 increase in drinking and gambling, more juveniles who wander the streets at night, more sex problems among girls, illegal employment of children at late night hours—just the late night hours. It's only illegal to employ children. <laughs> at yeah, late night I, yeah, hours. in the day
0: you can. That's <laughs> fine.
1: Uh, and more latchkey children who get their own meals and provide their own pastime while parents are working. That was 1942. Uh, the Democrat and Chronicle.
0: 1942. We're just getting into <laughs> the big one.
1: Which is exactly and also, I mean, honestly, the thirties coming out of wait, which one's the big one? Is WW2. that two? So world, but, but again, thirties, World War One, we're coming out of that same. And these are great points you are making, Jay, because they follow into the definition I'm talking about here. As you said, men were off at war, women were working for the war efforts, perhaps at the time. Um, which you know, getting getting ladies in the workforce was a great liberating effect for 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 women. Um, but then when school is let out, whenever in the afternoon, we'll say 3 p.m., I don't remember when I got out of school, uh, the, the kids would go home to to an empty house or possibly, you know, a, a house with an older sibling or several siblings. You'd get, I would say, I would get two or three hours of being allowed to, they, they say, play outside. I'm sure some kids did that. Or read, which is more my style. Or pursue hobbies inside, which is also my style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you were me, you would sit and eat uh, frosted mini-wheats and probably watch MTV Headbangers Ball with your older sister. Wow. Or, or you'd just watch cartoons. Yeah, yeah, The Life of Riley. Yeah, no, it was something. I also watched uh, TV shows on Nickelodeon, which I was told I wasn't allowed to watch, but you can't govern me when you're not there. Oh, such a daredevil. (laughs) Right? And like I said, I'd eat frosted mini-wheats or whatever you would find in the cabinets. And apparently, I I found while I was researching this, that you can Google Latchkey Kids Snacks uh, and find all sorts of uh, really interesting food combinations. (laughs) I know that my sister used to eat uh, peanut butter and pepperoni sandwiches, which were strange, but... Interestingly tasty. I do recall that from my young childhood. It's mm. it's an odd combination. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Uh, I was a, a Trisket pizza man myself, or mm. cracker pizza, any kind of pra- cracker. Um, so while while it hits hits our ears more popular nineteen thirties forties, it really sort of takes hold and more commonplace in the seventies and eighties. Seventies, um, yeah, seventies and eighties. Who they literally, they say, describe members of Gen-, Gen X.
0: Well, yeah, there was the first, you know, post-World War II, you had m- more moms going off to work and then wanting to stay, but it, I think it took a while for that. Yeah, to catch everybody. Yeah, to, yeah. till every household pretty much was a two-income household. I don't want to say every, you know, but no, in the working class world, they were.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, both of my parents worked. My mom had tons of different jobs, honestly. But in, in this, there was a, a study in 2004 that say that the uh, the Gen X latchkey kids went through their all important formative years as one of the least parented, least nurtured generations in U.S. history. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So they were they were pretty prevalent during the 70s and 80s. Um, basically, as you said, as a result of of both parents needing to work, women entering the workforce in more of a full steam ahead kind of way. And also uh, high high divorce rates, or higher divorce rates, increased divorce rates, we'll say. How's that? I'll um, accept that. Yeah. So before there was mass child care uh, or, or lots of child care options, I don't know how many options there really are for child care, to be honest, but some more. There was like a tender care I think when I was a kid <laughs> I don't remember one of my friends went there <laughs> I don't know I, what happens there yeah they it, it had a bear logo or something I don't remember I, I hated being the last kid at daycare like that was, that was that was not pleasant for me to deal with as a child <laughs> I was always the last kid to be picked up from daycare and it was not fun to be there by yourself with like the daycare we'll say teachers I don't know just kind of hanging out everyone wants to go home and i'm like i uh, i want to go home too guys i don't know what to tell you
0: <laughs> yeah i want to go home
1: yeah the latchkey kids are also referred to as day orphans which <laughs> That's again a, I know. yeah um the, the there are studies on why it's, it's a Beatles song what's that day yeah, orphan yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on now. i'm going to be singing that yeah <laughs> um but there are studies on why this is the worst possible thing to happen to children, and there are just as many studies saying why it is the best thing to happen to children um, worst being you're unsupervised, you have no one to you know help you out, no one blah 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 good being you're you're able to self be self-sufficient you can kind of plan your own shit stuff um, <laughs> live your own life you don't rely on you know, someone yeah. else to, to, to I, I think the, the counterpoint to that which is what happens nowadays or some people and I'm generalizing uh, is the helicopter parent the opposite of the latchkey kid is the helicopter parent where they're always hovering around like a helicopter would imply um, <laughs> <We got it. laughs> and, and sort of micromanaging every little tiny aspect of their child's life versus uh, saying alright kid good luck we'll see you later and letting the kid kind of figure out what the heck yeah. But worst, best thing, I don't know. In my experience, it was a little from
0: column A, a little from column B. Um, well, you know, I always say it was tough. A lot of that stuff was tough, but I, I still wouldn't change it. Same. It made me self-sufficient. Yeah. It made me not afraid to be alone. You know, yeah. I can be alone. I'm happy to be alone, do stuff, figure out my own things.
1: Those are the positives that the, the study site as well. I mean, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And there are plenty of negatives, but I, I
0: wouldn't trade them off to be a...
1: No, I I feel the same way. Like, that was my experience. And it's not just one of those, like, well, I experienced it, so everyone should. I don't feel like it was detrimental in the ways that, like, you know, both my parents worked. They were also were divorced. Uh, I don't recall feeling, like, neglected or abandoned for that reason, for being able to be at home by myself for a few hours, really after school, and again for a little while, my sister was also there, so I wasn't alone alone. But I, I really do. I sort of recall when I got my first house key; I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, my, I believe my dad said, "Okay, we, you know, we need to tell you this. You need to take this key, and you got to be, you know, responsible." Perhaps it was my mom that did it. I don't remember, but uh, it felt like it was like, "Oh, they trust me." And they feel that I'm able to have this responsibility, which is also a a plus in the the study site. Like, it shows kids that, you know, they can figure out their own stuff. They can be responsible if you give them them the chance we can (laughs) self-govern, as I like to say.
0: (laughs) Ha ha. Yes.
1: The term has kind of died off in more recent years since the 80s i guess um and not because they they don't exist anymore uh, it's just i don't know there, there was a study in 2014 that said uh about 20 percent of uh, k through 12 students are technically that you know they're home alone after school so 20 percent that's not that's not nothing at all you
0: know what happened to that kid
1: what Home alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> got those <laughs> wet bandits. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a part of uh, part of that the latch the latch key. You've got your key around your your neck. So uh, it
0: was prevalent to be called that when
1: it, it sounds like the term seventies and eighties seventies and eighties was where it was most common and popular. Again, not that the the phenomenon I'll call it doesn't still exist. Did not exist before that. Obviously, like I said, it went it goes back to uh to 1930s in the sense of of children um, 1825 was just a using a latch key as the word but yeah 1930s is when we kind of hit hit latch key kid then sort of fades away comes back 70s 80s it's it's got the ground running and then it goes away again which i'm not sure why um it didn't say like why it had died off
0: maybe because no one uses the term latch anymore i don't know I don't know because we still say dial a number yeah, and all definitely. that kind of thing, right? And film, yeah, yeah, we're filming. You're gonna film I this? Thank you. Yeah. you, really. Yeah. <laughs> Got the old
1: Panaflex out, huh? So, uh, <laughs> like I said, just as many studies that say it was the worst thing. There's just as many that say it was the best thing. It was the
0: worst of things. It was the best, it was the best <laughs> yeah. of things.
1: I think The the Onion had it best when they ran a story in 2011. Uh, the headline was, Study finds every style of parenting produces disturbed, miserable adults. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> is 100% true. Yeah, God
0: bless The Onion.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're our only source of journalistic integrity. But yeah, I mean, I turned out okay. I'm definitely messed up in lots of ways. I'm not going to say that I'm not. And I'm <laughs> sure that it, some of it relates to some of those things. <laughs> like my lack of respect for authority and such things like that. And the fact that you can't tell me what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're still telling this guy.
1: No, But, uh, you know, all in all, I think I'm okay. And I, I think some of us are. And, you know, a lot of it depends on, you know, lots of other circumstances, obviously. But uh, Latchkey Kid, they're kids that started out with keys tied to their mittens or perhaps worn around a, a rope on their neck so strangers could take them home uh, and put them in bed if, <laughs> if they felt ill or
0: became injured. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> you know, Ray. Yeah, Jay. This is the spot in the day when you know one of us might read a letter yeah. that was written in to us the previous week by our our fellow friends out there.
1: Yeah, this is that. This would be one of those times.
0: And, and yet, this past week, I went to the mailbox every yeah, day. I know, I saw no letters. Aw. yeah. The flag was down. Flag was down. I thought maybe, but yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to come with a postage stamp. It could come just through the interweb. Yeah, free, free. And so we hope that you'll uh, write into us and and tell us things or ask us things.
1: Sure. Tell us about your latchkey kit experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're on Instagram and Reddit and Twitter. At Whole Nine Yards Pod. Nine is a number. And we're on Facebook. As Whole Nine Yards Podcast. Nine is a number. Also a number. Yeah, and then at the end of the show, Rebecca gives you an email too i mean so many ways
1: options we like to we like to present options
0: back in the day all you could just like make stones spell out letters in a field that was the best you could do yeah and now there's all all this
1: it's all we had and then finally the internet came along yeah yeah
0: smoke signals also had that sure so here's rebecca with her own smoke signals
2: Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100 night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. to make good sleep accessible to all real luxury unreal prices allswellhome.com whole nine yards is sponsored by big science music big science music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique providing scoring sound design radio podcast and audio post-production services for the advertising film and video industries Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Mine has nothing at all to do with keys or kids. Ooh. Uh, I don't even know that it has anything in common. Oh. But it is the word, term, thought, answer to all things. (laughs) Buckaroo. Buckaroo. Nice. Buckaroo. Listen here, Buckaroo. Yeah. Listen up, Buckaroo. 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 Hey, Jim Dandy. Yeah. We'll get to Jim Dandy. This is Buckaroo. Did we do Jim Dandy? Maybe. I'll have
1: to find out if it sounds familiar. But we're not doing that today.
0: We're doing Buckaroo. And I'm going to say, you know, Buckaroo, in the end... Shouldn't be complicated, however, no. and Ray, I, I fear getting a bad reputation as a Debbie Downer negative naysayer fellow. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a pretty upbeat guy, sure. But I have to call things out when I see them if they're negative. Some people yeah. would just say, Well, say nothing, you can't say anything good, you know, it's say not. nothing, no. but I can't, I can't because. It's angering. Right. <laughs> I know this feeling. So, I, uh, you know what? Just say nothing. So, <laughs> if you were to search yeah. the internet, sure, looking for where did we get this word buckaroo, do you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a lot of people misdirecting you. I don't know why. I don't know why they do it.
1: Yeah. Like sure okay what do they have
0: to gain from this
1: well is it just laziness they're not trying to gain anything they just don't want to figure there, it out for real real
0: there are some instances where it just we have uncovered many where it just seems like vehement misdirection
1: oh yeah that whole clear is a bell thing with the no overtones i was like
0: well that's what how could you even write that people write things they wrote it yeah now here's one where where the real answer is easy to find and verify and yet <laughs> i know you have to go through <laughs> I, ha- I have to jump through flaming hoops yeah but it's okay in some instances i guess people might want to sidetrack you in order to have a platform for themselves or for a cause Uh, And that seems to happen on occasion. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, well, they want to fit their, their own narrative to make it make sense to what they're trying to tell you.
0: The commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today, which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to
2: check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. Yeah,
0: so here's my point. Uh, You'll find these words that people say, oh, buckaroo, it came from this. Bokra and bakra that are African-derived words Mm -hmm. that did end up in south carolina and we've uncovered uh, some etymology that did lead back to yeah west africa yeah from Mm -hmm. south carolina uh there were a few things um and then and then also the connection of that to words and dialect in louisiana that Mm -hmm. also were traceable back to africa via some of those other routes but I thought, oh, wow, this is this is much more elaborate than I thought. Yeah. But lies are they. <laughs> um, so it does sound like that. Bakra, bakara, mm-hmm. bakarao. Right. And a lot of these have varying definitions. Some meant people with knowledge and power. Uh, some of them were because they came from Africa and landed in the States to some degree you could associate them in some ways with slaves, but but not really uh, because I can't find anything that would make them the buckaroo. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it doesn't move that way. Not at all. Yeah. I did due diligence and there's just a lot of this on the internet about uh, tracing it to that. And it's just, it's just not true. So... I won't spend time on that, just because I'd be happy to talk about this word if it tied into anything, um, but it it doesn't. Yeah. If I were <laughs> <laughs> Ray, yes, Jay. If I were to ask you, <laughs> gee, what's a buckaroo?
1: Uh, I. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what's a buckaroo?
0: I might you use I'm it? I'm
1: going to, well, I would uh, I would probably use it to refer to a young, probably male child. Really? I guess I'd call it like a little buckaroo. Like, hey, listen, little buck. Or if I was an audience of children, perhaps, I'd refer to them as buckaroos. I wouldn't say it in general, so it's hard for me to imagine. <laughs> um, but what does it mean? I don't know. Is it rodeo related? Well, now
0: you're getting closer, aren't you?
1: Oh, sweet. I mean, I I just assumed it was like a little cowboy guy.
0: Now you're even closer. I don't want to spoil it because no. I don't.
1: I mean, I don't know that, but I that's what I would uh, suggest. You yeah. see a little little person in a cowboy costume. <laughs> you call him <them>. uh,
0: Gru. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're going little person. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Um, what are those? What are those? Clothes for kids that you match up with the...
1: Underoos. Oh, yeah. So I think
0: the guy... ruse are making you... That's making you think... Oh, man, yeah. Of the little person. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of it, you're on to something now, aren't you? I guess. I didn't research. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're stuck on the little person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Buckaroo, you know, it's one of those things we see a good amount of, and that is, it is really a word from another language that kind of sounds like we say it vaguely, but, you know, we uh, uh, hear it and hear it with our American ears and turn it into something else.
1: hmm Okay.
0: But it's not really that far from it, and that word is baquero. Oh, okay. And, and this is spelled V A Q U E R A V. Right, huh. but in Spanish, that V be sounding like a B. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe them at first because I'm I'm uh, poorly educated in the languages, <laughs> but I checked it. Yeah, uh, pronunciation sites. Where people read it for you, and also phonetic spellings, yeah, all check out. yeah, Bacara. huh, okay, And this is um, I'll simplify it first, and then I will define it because when I simplify it, listeners who already know and understand this will go, "Hey, you're wrong. So wait there, <laughs> wait, just there. Um, so it's sort of simplified a Mexican cowboy, okay. Super simplified. Super simplified. Gotcha. See, somehow, as the landscape in the Southwest changed over centuries, and the borders were changed, and people did ranching, people did other sorts of farming, and also terrain, as we were able to, although it's it's an issue now, but as we were able to control the water and and make more use of some of those lands mm-hmm. um, for different kinds of farming and and on different kinds of terrain. Mm-hmm. So what we think of as a cowboy, which a Mexican Bacara had a different terrain they operated on mm-hmm. and a different sort of style of going about their duties, and even fashioning themselves. Although there there are some questionable distinctions, mostly in uh, attire. But anyway, you know, because up up in more rocky terrain, it seems more that difficult terrain were cow punchers and cowboys. <laughs> I don't know why you are punching a cow. You're you punching, shouldn't do that. Don't, don't punch, punch cows. No. Oh. But... That's not really what they're doing, but they needed to protect their legs more and so wore a different kind of chap. Okay. uh, Their distance, because they were in hilly areas and rockier areas, they would use a shorter rope because they couldn't, they wouldn't need a longer rope. They wouldn't be able to lasso anything very far away.
1: Right. Because of the terrains keeping things close, close to you, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: And also... Without going and spending a few weeks on a dude ranch myself, which I just don't have the time for, There's
1: I, that movie, that documentary, you could watch. City slickers. I could. Uh, that they,
0: yeah. Uh, differences in the saddle. I get it with the swell. You know that hump. The front thing. Yeah, the front. Yeah, I'm, thing. This is this.
1: Is, this is what I got. <laughs> yep,
0: the front thing. So any cowboys or buckaroos listening, like, totally sorry, sorry. But a cowboy has a swell and split reins. I guess also because of the type of terrain and maybe that swell. If you're going down a hill, you know, Mm, mm -hmm. that's with the saddle with the lip in front would, you know, keep you from sliding right to hell up the horse's neck.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Uh, Whereas a true buckaroo doesn't need that. So they don't have a swell. They also tended to have a style to be more fancy and would have. adornments and, and silver decorations on their saddle and, and on some of their garb but you know time passes and lines get blurred mm-hmm. and so uh, flatter more open arid terrains even up in the upper southwest United States might claim to have buckaroos and cowboys might be in some of the other areas mm-hmm. uh, okay. many people would just call them all cowboys and yeah, yeah. There's a Buckaroo society Ooh. dedicated to uh stopping you from doing that.
1: Educating us, nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good
1: cuz I would be one of the uneducated.
0: It's a distinction. Yeah. But really, it came from Vaquero, Vaquero. It looks like Vaquero. If you saw it, you'd say yeah, that. Right. Uh, but it's a bee and then, you know, we just kept uh, turning it into one of our uh are goofy words like cornswoggle. So <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm Makes dedicated to bringing most, that up every episode. Most episodes. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> uh, there's a game I found a child's game that is very reminiscent of the game I I brought up to you, dynamite, mm-hmm. Shack, dynamite, yeah. Where there's this little uh, sort of um, less than attractive donkey, plastic donkey. And um, you put a saddle on him. Yeah. And I guess you hit a switch or wind him up or something. And then you have to, between, you know, turns with the other people in the game, I suppose, there's a bedroll, a canteen, a crate, a frying pan, a cowboy hat or a buckaroo hat, yeah. uh, a guitar, holster, lantern, rope, saddle, oh. shovel, and dynamite. What? All of these items you have to place on this poor horse's back oh. or donkey yeah and um you know eventually the donkey doesn't take it anymore sure. and it bucks and um off flies the stuff so if you're the person putting that last mm-hmm. element on you lose you lose it you, you know, the donkey bucks it all off yeah and oh, laughter is had. Like, oh we got the last one and then you lost you know yeah you lost you lost that's right Huh. So, but you're right to point that out just because of the playful nature of the roo, buckaroo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You thought it, it must be a child and buckaroo, <laughs> I'm up speaking. Right. Buckaroo, <laughs> roos. <Underoos. laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because of that, you yeah. know, you might think, and our, our increasing disconnection from.
1: Yeah. Actual history. Actual history. Real lived history versus
0: random dates and facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that so that's why we're here, to yeah. educate ourselves yeah. on the microphone. Yeah. And so we're learning. Hopefully our friends are learning. And hopefully they can teach us. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, too. So that's all I have. Do you have anything else yourself?
1: I, I was prepared to hear, uh like, because the horse bucks. And, you know something else well that. the game made
0: a play on that and made the right. donkey a buck it bucks yeah. yeah and throws the stuff off you know but that's not where it comes that's not what it's about yeah nice yeah it's
1: much richer than I was gonna say yeah like most things we figure out some things some things so some things are also less rich <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so everything's great. I'm Jay, and I'm Ray, and we're not idioms.
2: Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at hole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyu at hole9yards.org. That's heyu at whole number nine yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.